Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. You're listening to Stagecraft, Variety's theater podcast, bringing you in depth and behind the scenes with the biggest stars and creators on Broadway and at this year's Tony Awards. I'm your host, Gordon Cox. On this episode of Stagecraft, I'm talking to actor Andrew Garfield, who's currently up for Best Actor in a Play for his performances as Prior Walter in the Broadway revival of the epic seven and a half hour two parter, Angels in America. Garfield, whose varied film career includes The Social Network, The Amazing Spider Man, Mel Gibson's Hacksaw Ridge, and Martin Scorsese's Silence, is appearing on Broadway for the second time following his Tony-nominated turn as Biff in Mike Nichols' 2012 revival of Death of a Salesman. He's in the studio with me to tell us about his work on the show, the experience of being a Tony nominee, and what's next for him on stage and on screen. Hey, Andrew. Thanks for being here. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. I'm happy to be here. It's nice to, to talk with you always. So Yeah, yeah. nice to see you. Um, congratulations on your Tony nomination. Oh my God, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> and on all the show's nominations. It's yeah. the most nominated show and uh, play in Broadway history. Yeah, um, that, that, that was something. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect, you know, I think I, I tend to go through life thinking I'm cooler than I am. And uh, I, 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 I confess I woke up early to see uh, what, who, what was getting nominated and what, and, and, and I, I didn't think I would, I would care, but I really cared. Mm. And, uh, it was a really sweet morning, and I thought I, I was really overwhelmed by it, especially maybe mostly because of Susan Brown being nominated because, um, you know, she's so remarkable and she really didn't, didn't expect it. And even though some of us did, it was uh, that was I kind of I started dancing. That's when I started dancing yeah. horizontally in bed. Yeah. <laughs> Susan Brown plays uh, uh, Joe Pitt's mother, whose name I forget. Hannah Pitt. Uh, Hannah. Hannah. And I was she also. Say Helen, yes. Yeah. Hannah Pitt. She also plays Ethel Rosenberg. Yeah, she yeah, plays definitely. a rabbi. Oh, the rabbi in the beginning. She yeah. She plays of course. the right. oldest, the oldest living Bolshevik. Yeah. She plays. <laughs> you got uh, off pretty easy with just the one part, really. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I have a. Re- this is the easiest job I'll ever do. Yeah. I also play. Wait, no. I play Man in the Park as well. Oh, okay. That's, that's me, true. Gordon. That's yeah, well, me. <laughs> that's the magic. Believe it or not, <laughs> that's uh, the, the the chameleonic actor that I am. You didn't right. even know it was me yeah. that, that had that was fucking Lewis up the ass yeah. in the park. Um, yeah. So that's um, I, I always I, I say I say to everyone like, God, I just wish I, I would love to just do a play that like, just just if I was just playing man in the park, <laughs> this would be uh, a very different experience. Just one scene a day. Yeah, in and out. In and out, uh, so to speak. Exactly. Um, (laughs) And you just came from the Tony Nominees Luncheon, which is an annual Tony's event that's just for the nominees. There's no press invited or anybody else. It's just for the nominated actors and designers and directors and everyone. Mm -hmm. Uh, What was that event like? Well, yeah, I just came and came from it and it was... uh, Actually, very, very sweet. It was very um, sweet in the real sense of the word, not in a patronizing way. It was very, you know, like like sweet fruit. Mm. Um, and it was a real celebration of, um, you know, all of the... I think you forget, you forget how lucky you are that you get to do what you do. And you also forget how surreal it is and how outrageous it is that you are in this kind of rarefied place where you get to not only do what you do, but um, have it seen in such a kind of um, mass way on Broadway. Uh, I, 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 I'm, I, I just get struck with gratitude for 
having that kind of platform to 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 tell this story particularly with these incredible artists um and then you get into a room with a bunch of other incredible artists who are, who are making their own stories and are changing people's lives all over this town it's a it's a really and and you know i you know obviously i do believe that i do believe that story is maybe our uh, you know uh, the best medicine homeopathic cure for our whatever you know emotional psychological human ailment we're suffering from in any given moment it, the, the stories reveal to us where we are who we are and where to go next right. um partly anyway um so 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 today was a really sweet celebration of uh you know it's not you know i mean they, they, they you know in the entertainment industry in, in broadway and hollywood you know that we can be accused of a bit of you know self-congratulatory behavior I, I i do i do really um acknowledge that and in the same in the same breath, we need it because <laughs> we're all so damn needy, and we're all you know you know we we you know it's uh, it, and it is I can say this about other people I th- I find it courageous people who perform people who make art I think it's a courageous act I think it's really scary and very dangerous especially in the times we're in politically socially where if you stick your head above the parapet in any way shape or form you're going to get your head chopped off by at least one thousand people um so i i i i i was uh i was really moved being in the room and i got to sit next to cindy lauper and you got to sit next to cindy lauper <laughs> and uh and and i said to her and the first thing i said to her was i'm so sorry <laughs> uh but i um i'm a huge fan ever since the goonies and she said and she her response was so beautiful she was like oh you're you're a goonie and i was like yeah i'm a goonie to my bone marrow and uh she was very very sweet and she and she's so charming and she um she was she she had to she had to kind of announce a bunch of the nominees and she got most people's names wrong and <laughs> and still managed to make that adorable and charming and and uh and totally she's just one of those people that's just totally herself so i think we should all aspire to be more like cindy this is your second time through the nominations uh process mm-hmm. how does it compare to something like the oscars which you were nominated for last year for uh Hacksaw Ridge. It's a. It's actually. I find that a very interesting question, which I unexpectedly. You know, I find that an unexpectedly interesting question because you know. But so with the Oscars, the the performance is done. The film's done. It's out there. Yeah, it's in the can, right? N- yeah. n- now, now all there is is to try and convince people that it's good, right. and you know, and try and convince people that it's uh, you know. That it's worthy and that it it, it 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 deserves its its place in the sun, you know. When in to- for the Tonys, what I'm realizing now is that you keep having to prove that it's good because you're on stage every night still doing it. Well, for the shows that are still running anyway. Right. So like we are, we are going out to these events and you know having these wonderful you know connections and meetings and saying hello to people yeah we should say there's a whole slew of theater community events um, yeah there are other award shows there are like there's you know nominees events mm. and all sorts of things that, yeah you know. and it's uh, it is kind of like being on on a, on a campaign of some sort um but but on, on the surface it's a celebration i think uh and maybe in the deepest sense it is a celebration and, and a and, a, and a, a gratitude ritual it's a way of expressing you know i i, I love that idea that actually these awards things are a, a, a gratitude ritual where we get to express gratitude for, you know, the tremendously fortunate positions we're in. Mm. Um, but, so, but but the the main difference is that we are we are performing every night. All the shows that are still on, that are still running, 
are having to sing for their supper. And, you know, I, I, so I hear, you know, you know, Tony voters come in, in this particular period and it's like, wow, what a weird thing where, you know, you, you, you've, you've gotten this honor anyway of, of a nomination. Mm. And then, but then there's that you kind of have to prove that it was, it was the right choice. What a weird, <laughs> what a weird and kind of, you know, I don't know. I think it makes, it makes me quite neurotic. Um, but, uh, I think it makes most people kind of neurotic, but yeah. but 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 I think the, the 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 trick is is the 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 beautiful thing you just do your work, you just show up and do your work, and um and then the great thing it's a great opportunity to go to these very schmancy events where you get to sit next to Cindy Lauper and <laughs> be yourself, practice being yourself. Um, you know uh, that in my favorite musical of last year, Dear, Dear Evan Hansen, that was yeah. you know the perfect message. Um, for a, a, a generation who are being fed constantly who to be and how to be, um, and it's usually anything but who they actually are and their unique being. So I get to go to these events and practice what, dear, what, what, what Evan Hansen learned. That's my, uh, that's my little uh, my task right now. You really like theater work. You really oh, yeah. love doing it. Tell oh, us yeah. about your commitment to it and um, what you get out of it. Yeah, I mean, it feeds me more than any other acting I've, I've done it, it it's it feels like where i'm meant to be it's, i found my little um my little piece of the garden to tend to um to keep the world spinning forward in my in my own little way um so in 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 that respect i don't I, I don't know if i could explain why mm. it just it's it's like that feeling when you come home it's that feeling when you um you you cross i i recently bought a a, a home my first mm. home um back home in London and um, I looked for a year and then I walked across the threshold of this place and something chemical happened, something very cosmic and uh, internal shifted. And I thought, oh, there was no thought. It was a knowing. Hmm. And I, 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 there was a voice that said, this is it. And I have, I have the same feeling with, with theater. I had the same feeling when I, when I get to be on stage and, you know, especially and really only when it's a, a piece of a piece of work that is speaking to me at this very moment and i feel speaking to the world the universe um at this very moment so that it has to be a real kind of kismet feeling and, and of course with angels in america right now there's no better time to be telling this story strangely enough yeah. and with death of a salesman back in back four years ago it felt it felt well, there's there's never ever a bad time for that play, and uh, you could say the same about it. I think I believe well, right? so, yeah, yeah. But I think especially with a Republican government, and and especially with a government that seemingly has no ethical or um, um, uh, center of decency, um, with the current regime that we have in in power, I think uh, it's the perfect indictment. You just kind of replace Reagan with Trump, and um, and it's the same it's the same problems but maybe magnified to be honest now right right yeah. <clears throat> of course your relationship with a theater audience is very different from your relationship with the people who see your movies right mm -hmm, i mean mm -hmm. for one thing they're right there with you yeah. living through the story right yeah. do you and you enjoy that connection with oh them, i do like. uh, well well it's a funny thing it's an interesting thing as well my, my i have different relationships with different people based on what movies they've seen mm. 
and what plays they've seen. So they're, 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 they're you know, are, are the, the most, the, the easiest one to describe is, you know, the people who, who really have just seen Spider-Man and there's not really a, a the, occasionally I'll have a really lovely connection with someone, but mostly it's like, can I get a picture? And I don't really want, I don't, you know, it's like seeing an animal in the wild or Mickey Mouse or something. <laughs> um, and then, you know, those, those, those kind of exchanges are very brief and quite superficial. Um, and then I, and then there's people who have seen, um, <laughs> like uh, there's people who 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 are really into this one short SNL short I did when I hosted SNL uh-huh. this wing sketch that I did with um with Dave McCrary and um and uh, and uh, and uh, Kyle Mooney and and um, and Beck Bennett people are, that has a little cult thing so some people will talk to me about that <laughs> and then other people you know will talk to me about the other films but like but then my relationship with people after the show at stage door, it feels like um, a much more level playing field. It feels like we've just done something together. It feels like we've created something together and there's a much more intimacy. Mm. And um, there's, I think, I think because there's no screen in between, it is a flesh and blood. They, 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 they thankfully perceive me as not unlike them, which is uh, the truth of course, and uh, makes me very happy I believe makes them very happy, and then uh, it's 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 less transactional and it's much more um, soulful. Yeah. Angels is uh, such a specific story in terms of where it is located and what it is about. You know, it's set in New York in 1985, 1986. Um, you know, as the as the AIDS epidemic was kind of ravaging the gay mm-hmm. and the artistic communities of the city, it feels. It, I imagine it can feel somewhat removed from you know someone who spends most of his time in London and you know what did you find was easy for you to get about the character and mm. the story um I don't know about easy I think well there's thankfully you know all of the research that you need is is there there's plenty of amazing yeah what kind of things literature and well you know um um what's that great comprehensive book um and the band played on oh yeah mm-hmm. that's obviously a great um a great starting point right. and then you know queer culture and gay culture i mean that's that's a lifetime's work right there mm. and uh kind of it's like the most beautiful research i've ever i've ever done um you know, there, there, there's a couple of things. I think I mentioned this to you back when we talked a while ago. Yes, it's the documentary. That common you Threads. Yeah, yeah. 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 There, there's about, a few things. about the AIDS quilt. Common yeah, threads, yeah, about the AIDS quilt. And um, it's got everything in it. Um, mm. and, 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 and another film that I really love is The Celluloid Closet. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a very comprehensive history of, you know, you know, uh, gay cinema and, and, and the homosexual experience in cinema. Mm. Um you know, and then you know, say groundbreaking things like the like um, uh, the boys in the band, and uh, uh, um, you know, long time companion. You know, I I love I love I love all culture, and I I think I love it, especially love gay culture and queer culture, and I there's just so much inspiration to draw, and 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 then you know that period of the of of the eighties and the and the the terrible circumstances the unimaginable circumstances that um the community was going through 
the loss of life at such a rate um, and the lack of support and care from um, the um, the government, from the, the re- re- Republican administration, the unimaginable strength and self-worth and um, dignity that must have been called upon within each person, each beautiful man going through such indignity of having your body shut down on you and then having certain parts of um, society, specifically, you know, religious society, saying saying this is what you get for being born wrong. Um, the The knowing, the... The ability to fight a world telling you falsely that you were made incorrectly, that perhaps is um, the most unimaginable thing and somehow the most imaginable thing for me to to slip into. Um, And my great privilege in playing this part, maybe the greatest privilege of playing this part, is honoring that um, strength and ability to say no to people mm. and to say yes mm. to yourself, to say yes to your own life, to say yes to your own self-validation and to say no to a, a, a torrent of um, abuse and um, indignity and um, ignorant, f- foolish narrow-minded hate um that i think is um the thing that um i find most inspiring and that i bow deeply to by i bow deepest to do you find that the story as we were saying a little earlier is uh, not only particularly american but it's very new york it's very mm. set in new york do mm. you after doing the show in london do you find that there are moments that land differently or the audience responds in a different way here Koch. <laughs> yeah. It, they know who he is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the biggest laugh of the day. Yeah. And in London, it was like three people that? Yeah. slapping their thigh sure. and like the the other 800 kind of, eh? Mm. Um, you know, so that that's like the most superficial response is, you know, you guys get it all. Right. You guys get it, get it all. Even the stuff that we didn't get when we first read it. Right. Um, and you know, there's something. There's all. There's also Angels in America super fans. Mm-hmm. There are those guys that have have been in the theater watching since Steven Spinella and Marsha Gay Harden and you know George Wolf directly. You know, right. And, you yeah, know. Yeah. So so and and they're and they're clapping before a line's been said. Right. Because it's their favorite line, mm. which is delightful <laughs> and slightly kind of you know a little discombobulating, but. Um, <laughs> But it's beautiful. It's like it's like you know Harry Potter have all their wizard fans, and we have you know the gay community here in the city yeah. <laughs> of of you know the, the 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 men who lived through the time, the men yeah. who saw who 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 sat by the bedsides of their lost lovers, or the men who survived it, the men the men who survived the plague, and you know Peter Staley is you know a hero of mine, and I I got to meet him at um, opening night. You know for people who don't know who that is, he was one of the great um, pioneers of the ACT UP movement. And uh, he um, 
he is just this beautiful soul who uh, who became a full time activist. I think he was a lawyer. No, he was. I think he was a he was a stockbroker. He was like a, 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 a he was on the stock exchange. He was like one of those guys, super masculine kind of. And uh, and then he um, he got the virus and he dedicated himself to activism. And if it wasn't for people like him, you know, that you know, I mean, nothing would have got done. He he sacrificed himself. He sacrificed his you know because he loved life and because he 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 knew that he deserved to live it he knew that others all of his brothers deserved to live it so you know you know they've they the people like when people like him are in the crowd you you get filled up i had a friend in on saturday who who was um a beautiful a beautiful man from portland oregon who um who lived through the crisis here in new york and um he lost a lot of friends and he texted me ahead of time saying look i i'm give me a wide berth i may not come and see you afterwards because i may just have to go and you know grieve carry on the grieving process that has been going on for 25 30 years and i said of course and but he did come back and you know but he texted me saying i'm 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 going to have to bring in some of the some of the, some souls with me today I and mean, there's there's going to be a bunch of people in there with me that are going to be invisible but they're there and i said bring them in and we're going to we're going to do our best to do some healing for them and for you and for all of us. It is that, it is that profound. It can be that profound. I do feel that, especially in the epilogue at the end, you know, it's, um, I'm not just speaking to the people in the audience. I'm speaking to all the souls that brought in and, you know, I can feel it some on, on nights where I'm, where I'm, when the, where the channels open, I can feel it. Mm. And it's, um, the great privilege of my life as an artist so far. You mentioned Harry Potter earlier, another two-part play. Have you had talks with them about what it's like to do a two-part show? <laughs> well, it's funny. it's funny because, like, you know, you know, I mean, by the way, theirs is I think four and a half hours all told. Yeah, five no, I hours. mean, come on, they get off easy. Yeah, let's let's <laughs> let's be real. Um, but saying that, you know, they're doing one more one extra show a week than us, and they are, I think, their their run is much longer, so it all balances sure. all balances out in the end. And their play is about wizards, yeah. and our play is about AIDS. So let's uh, <laughs> let's be honest about that. Um, no, but you know, wizards have a hard time, they and do. you know it's they a- go through it. Um, no, I, I I I haven't seen it. I'm so excited to see it. Everyone, every every one of my friends is like so angry at me for not, for for not being able to talk to them about it yet. And mm. I hear it's just this phenomenon and. And it's been so nice to be able to hang out with Jamie and yeah. Anthony on this on this Anoma on this circuit. It's been this amazing kind of. Those are the Tony nominated actors from yeah, Harry Potter, by the way. The British yeah. invasion yeah, of, exactly. uh, of the of, of Broadway. So, yeah, yeah uh, British and Irish. Uh, it's been a really fun time time to yeah. share with them. Yeah. So you're in Angels through July fifteenth, um, and then what's next for you after that? Uh. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> you expect me to do anything after this? Um, I uh, no, you know what? I really, I don't know. Have any idea? I feel satiated artistically. Like, like you know, maybe, maybe slightly too. So maybe a bit right. filled up. Maybe I'm a little fat with it. Um, you know, it's one of those. It is one of the. You know, it's one of those things. You can see it's. It doesn't get better. Doesn't get richer. It doesn't get more profound as far as telling a story. Um, so I, I'm, I'm a little bit at a, at a loss. Mm. It's also because I'm tired and I, and I can't really, can't really imagine going to work ever again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird thing as an actor. I always threaten this. I always threaten this. I'm always like, I'm going to retire. This is it. I don't think I can't imagine ever. Um, but I, so I really don't know. But I'm excited to, 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 to listen, to take a minute, be with friends, be with family, and and just listen and uh, let my, 
let my instinct find its way. And I, you know, I think that's such a, I'm in a very privileged position where I get to do that, where I get to, you know, I've created that for myself for sure. You know, I'm not, I'm not absconding myself of total responsibility. Like I, I've, I've, I've wanted this in my life and I created it for myself. Um, you know, I, I've, I, I, I could have taken things out of fear. I could have said, I could have, I could have, you know, um, made certain choices in a fearful way and then been kind of a slave to, uh, fear, I suppose. Um, and I, I, I work really hard to not do that. I work really hard to, to be driven by something deeper than, than that. Um, so, um, I say it's a privilege and I also have to acknowledge that we get to create that if we, um, well, first of all, if we have the opportunity to, which I did. And, um, and then if we, if we want it enough, I think I like the idea that, that we can all do that. I like the idea that we can all choose our destiny, that we can all listen closely enough and sacrifice enough to then for the, for the right thing to come in and for our life to be what it's meant to be. I do believe that if I didn't believe that I, I, I wouldn't want to be a part of a universe that, that, that didn't include that as it's, um, as it's ethos. I really do. And I, I, I hope that doesn't come off kind of glib or um, naive because I know that some, you know, that I, I was born with a certain amount of privilege that allowed me to make those choices, make those decisions. I was by no means born into a household that had lots of money, mm. but I am white and I am straight and I uh, know that those basic, and I'm male, and I know that those basic things that I was born into give me a certain um, a certain advantage in the in a culture that is... Um, slowly working itself out to be uh fair and balanced um too far too slowly but um anyway i that's my that's my wish for every human being is is that we we because i do think we all have something specific to do here we all have a little part of the garden to tend to i do believe that so um that's my that's my hope and dream and, and you know in, in in um when i say more life at the end of the play mm. the great work begins there's a part of me that is saying to every single person, like you have to go and do, you have to go and do exactly what you're meant to do. Otherwise, we're not gonna get him out of the office. We're not gonna, we're not gonna, um, we're not gonna, you know. Otherwise, evil will triumph. Um, so, anyhow. But so, what do you feel like is going to be the project that gets you back to the theater? Do you have any <sighs> sense of what would be the thing that would bring you back? I don't know. I mean. It's it's a funny thing since 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 because when I first left drama school I did theatre and theatre and theatre and theatre and the last play I did in London was at the National Theatre, mm. which was a a trilogy of plays um, one by Ender Walsh one by Mark Ravenhill and uh, and then an- another play by J T Rogers called The Overwhelming which is about the Rwand- Rwandan genocide yeah. and uh, so that was the last and then I started started doing films um, and. The next theater experience I had was with Mike Nichols doing Death of a Salesman mm. with Philip Seymour Hoffman, Linda Eamond, and Finn Whitrock. And, and, and it, it really was, when, when, a the, when a theater opportunity comes along, it has to like feel like a lightning bolt just hit the bottom of my soul. And there has to be, a, a, uh, there has to be no choice because I know what it costs. It, doing theater is um, costly. For actors, um, the, the it's it's punishing, it's grueling, and re- equally rewarding. So therefore, you can't, I, I can't go to work unless it's um, 
unless I know it's um, I know it's 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 an unequivocal yes, a fuck yes, as it were. <laughs> So I don't know what that would be, but I I'm excited. I'm excited. I, you know, I had an idea that I would take off the summer and and just read plays, just kind of send like message to my dramaturg friends and say, just send me a bunch of things like like uh, ideas of stuff that you think I'd just like to read, and because I love reading plays even more than I love reading books, to be honest. Well, I can't wait to see what gets you back. Mm. It was great talking to you. you thanks too. for being here, thanks, Andrew. Gordon. Thank you, really. was Andrew Garfield, the Oscar-nominated film star who's now nominated for a Tony Award for his performance in Angels in America, now playing through July 15th at the Neil Simon Theater. On the next episode of Stagecraft, I'll be talking to Jesse Mueller and Joshua Henry, the two Tony-nominated stars of Carousel. Until then, see you at the theater. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.